Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Some podcasting relationships turn sour and lead to an argument or several arguments. Winning isn't dependent on your ability to argue. It's about understanding the least acceptable outcome. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Now, even though I am very, very good at arguing, I'm not really a big fan of confrontation. I know, I may look differently online, but look, I don't really like watching all the Karen freakout videos. Not really my thing. I don't enjoy awkward comedies that a lot of other people enjoy. It's just not really what I'm into. But regardless of what I'm into and what I'm not into, it happens. Eventually, when you're a working podcaster, when you're like me, you have a business around podcasting, you're going to have to have an argument with someone at some point in time. Things aren't going to go well. And that was illustrated for me yesterday, again, because I had three very difficult conversations yesterday. Now, only two of them were about podcasting, um, but I'll probably have one more of those rather difficult conversations today as well. All unrelated, just uh, piling on of stuff. This happens it's natural. We have to deal with it. And the way that I deal with it is what I want to talk with you about today is, as I mentioned in the prelude of this, understanding the least acceptable outcome. Because to me, it's really all about the end of the conversation. It's not during the conversation. It's the end of the conversation, how the conversation is going to end that I tend to focus on. For me, luckily, the conversations I was getting into yesterday, which were difficult, I knew were going to be difficult conversations from the get-go. Most of the time, as I reflect back on history, I've known when I'm about to have a difficult conversation. It's rare that it has sprung upon me, and it's probably rare that it's sprung upon you as well. So I quickly orient myself when the conversation is going that direction or when I know I'm going to get into that conversation, I quickly orient myself trying to understand what's the worst that can happen. Realistically, with this conversation, if it does not end well, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Now, of course, you can take worst thing <laughs> that can possibly happen to a far extreme. So the nicer way to say that is what's the least acceptable outcome for me. If, for example, I'm arguing with a client or I'm about to have a difficult conversation with a client, before I have it, I need to understand what the least acceptable outcome to me is. And that's probably always the same thing. That person, company is no longer a client. 
So is that acceptable? Is that acceptable outcome to me? And to me, it almost always is. I've been in business long enough to know that I only want to work with people that I like. So for me, it is acceptable if someone that I'm not enjoying the relationship with, or they, they're just simply no longer a client. That means lost revenue. Sure, it does. But that's the least acceptable outcome for me. Now, maybe the conversation isn't with a client, but maybe it's a coworker, someone else on the podcast, co-host, someone behind the scenes. Who knows? What's the least acceptable outcome to you for that and that person? But you remember, it's, it's only you. You can't argue on their behalf. So I, I think it is that person no longer working on the show. Maybe that's you no longer working on the show. Is that acceptable? That's a tough question. Especially if it's yours. How does it, how does it work, right? So, but really that's it. To me, it's, it's an understanding of what the least acceptable outcome is. And, and it's almost always the thing that we're arguing about can go away, can go away. That, that's no longer a problem if we're not together anymore. I know that's going to be painful right now to make that decision, just like it's painful in every other aspect of life when you have to make a break with someone else. It's painful right now, but long-term, it'd be better. Now, there's two challenges with this, and I'm going to address both of them right now. First one is entanglement. How deeply entangled you are with the other person or entity that you are about to unleash the least acceptable outcome if you're tightly entangled with them, that's hard to do. Like if you fire a client, how much access does that client have? How much havoc could that client wreak on you? Good question. What's your level of access? Also, how entangled are you with their stuff? If you really want to walk away from that client and it's tied because you've done some really dumb things, sorry, you've tied them to your podcast hosting account. You've been the one submitting it to all the directories underneath your name. You have to undo all of that. How entangled are you with them? That might make it less least acceptable <laughs> to, to unplug from them if in fact it's too terribly entangled. Same thing for the people that you're working with. How Can you easily remove access to people from various who work on your program so that they can't go in and wreak havoc? I mean, you, you probably think they wouldn't because we're all adults, but come on, we've got to be safe about this. What do the agreements say? If you're going to walk away from somebody, if you're going to walk away from a show or a client, do you have that right? Is it written down in such a way where you can do that? If you're breaking up with the client, what, what's the exit clause look like? How does the termination work? What are you required to do? But that's challenge number one, entanglement. But here's challenge number two, privilege. Look, I get it. Not everyone can say, screw off, client. I don't need you anymore or your money. Most businesses work really hard to not lose clients. It's almost always cheaper to keep a client than it is to go get new clients. Totally agree. So the ability to say, yeah, I really don't need that client. When that client is responsible for 50% or 90% or 100% of your revenues, 
that's hard. So I know that the decisions I had to make yesterday were relatively straightforward for me because for me, the least acceptable outcome was no longer working together and the entanglement issue wasn't really there because it was a simple matter of removing some access and it was all said and done. But not everybody gets that. So I totally understand if that doesn't actually work out for you. There's some privilege coming from me uh, on this. Now, if you would like to help me make up some of that lost revenue, you are free to go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and buy me a virtual coffee. Hey, every little bit helps. Plus, you can get a membership, five bucks, and you'll get some special perks that we're just starting to work on. And by we, I mean mostly me. (laughs) Now, maybe that difficult conversation you need to have with someone is someone you're working with. Or maybe you know another podcaster who's stuck in a bad situation, either with a client or with the team they podcast with, maybe sending them this episode with your personal recommendation to listen is just what they need. Plus, it helps spread the word of podcast pontifications, which I certainly appreciate. So you do that. You enjoy the rest of your day. Remember, no episodes of podcast pontifications on Friday. Speaking of privilege. But I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.